Kevin Akor. His <laughs> rap. Or... G is silent when I sneak in your door. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. Amanda. Olivia. Today we have a very special guest to talk about a very special movie. Our guest today is Liz Karg from Big B Coffee in Troy. She doesn't even go here. She doesn't go here. <laughs> she doesn't even go here, which is perfectly apropos because we are talking about Mean Girls. Classic movie, Lindsay Lohan in the 2000s. Uh, Rachel McAdams, Tina Fey, Amy Poehler, Tim Meadows. It is a comedic classic. If you haven't seen it because it's a high school movie, get over yourself and watch it. Because get over yourself. There are so many great lines from that movie. It is just so ridiculous in a really fun Saturday Night Live kind of way. So. It's a little bit of nostalgia too. I mean, it takes us to low-rise jeans. It takes us to pink track suits, oh pink gosh. velour. Time capsule, it's a really. Time capsule. It's a time capsule. Hop in our time machine. Come sailing off with us. Thank you so much to Liz for joining us. To thank her for her lovely insights, um, we'd like you to go to the Big B Coffee in Troy, especially if you are there on Fridays from 1 to 2 p.m., you will see us there because we have a book club at Big B. Big B graciously hosts us. We have a book club specifically for people who are new to the country or are, are learning English. You can find more information on our calendar, too, at troypl.org slash calendar. And if you do stop by Big B and Troy after listening to this, make sure you uh, tell Liz you heard her on the podcast. Thank you, baby. Thank you, Liz. Thank you. Do you want to start? Liz, maybe tell us why you love Mean Girls, why you picked it. Yeah, sure. So I chose Mean Girls because when I think back to my teen years and young adult life, that movie, even though it's based off of a self-help book for parents, really made an impact, I feel like, on not just me, but my generation of young adults. And it was everywhere. It was in my high school. It was in my college. It is in my store to this day. Yeah. It is one of those things that is standing the test of time. And I can see this being around for years. I mean, we have a the book, the movie, a musical, a YouTube series based off of it. There's so many things that have come from Mean Girls itself. And it's just like... It's always in my mind, always and forever. Did you watch it when it first came out? Yeah, I went to the theaters. Okay. Yeah, so and I... were you a teenager? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it came out in 2004. Uh -huh. I was, I think it was February 2004, if I remember correctly. That sounds really weird that I remember that. <laughs> um, I might be wrong, but I remember I went with my musical theater classmates. Mm. And, of course, we all were thinking this would be amazing as a musical Little did we know it would be later on, and now we leave each other voicemails with the musical. <laughs> have you seen the musical, too? I have not. I've only listened to the soundtrack, but I would love to see the musical. So, Drew, you have seen the musical, yep. right? What is it about the movie, do you think, that, that enthralls theater kids to the extent that they made a musical out of it? Do you think there is a connection between the appeal factors of the movie and theater yep. kids? To an, to an absolute extent, because every 
person in the movie while being an absolute character of themselves. Mm -hmm. They're also written so straightforward and like a real person, Mm. but like the boldest version of that. And that appealed to theater me. Um, I I was the exact same as uh, I was 15 when it came out and went straight to the theater with all of my friends Mm -hmm. and have been mercilessly quoting it ever since. Yeah. So fetch of you. So fetch. (laughs) 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 But yeah, I I think um, the characters were made to be on stage, every single one of them. Do you think it's their bigness? Like bravado? What do you think, Liz? I think it's honestly, like you said, it, they they take a stereotype and they live it to the full, like they fulfill it, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the homeschool girl, mm-hmm. the most popular one. And then the two girls that follow the most popular one. And they are stereotypes to a T. The jock table, the arts table, like all the tables in the lunchroom, they were made to be stereotypes. Mm. And it's just, it's easy to take a stereotype and put it onto a stage. Mm. Yeah. That makes it like an archetype. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah. Also, I think the movie is kind of musical too. Like the lines have a sort of like musical quality to them too. And that's why it feels so good to say it. Yes. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to say, I was a little sad that we are recording this on October 4th. I know. Uh, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> because <laughs> as we all know, yesterday, it's October 3rd. I know. <laughs> That was the literal first thing I said when I was asked. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. It was tragedy. <laughs> I was just asked last night to to join in, and mm. and the literal first thing I said was the tragedy of doing this on October 4th Correct. is not not missed on me. <laughs> <laughs> he's Arcadia. I realized that on the way here, because he's the late comer. <laughs> just yesterday. <laughs> Amanda, what's your history with the movie? I don't even remember the first time I saw it. But one of my friends was like, you have to watch this movie. This is right up your alley. I feel like I was actually in my 30s the first time I saw it. I think it was like maybe 10 years ago because it came out what year? 2004? Yes. Okay. So I definitely didn't see it then. And I would have been in my early 20s at that point. So I think I've only seen it about 10, 15 years ago, maybe. And um, I love that kind of thing. I love teen high school movies. Like the one that came out when I was a senior was Can't Hardly Wait. And I there's like so much when I go back, there's so much like it makes me like totally puts me back in high school. That mindset. And for me, like the high school movies, it's like it's the music as much as the acting it's that time period but the sense of humor in mean girls is so funny and just like you said the stereotypes are so spot on one of my favorite parts is where um they're showing her the map of the school and they've drawn out the different tables and everything and i just love it is the camera kind of pans past every table you get like the reaction of like the jocks are all like hitting heads and be like you know and um I love it. I love this movie. I was really glad we were going to talk about it. Um, It's definitely one of my favorite comedies. And I actually told Olivia, I was like, forgot to watch it for today, but I just watched it like a month ago. It's one of those ones I put on while I'm doing stuff and kind of stop, watch my favorite parts, listen to my favorite lines as I do things. But, but I was older when I came to it. Yeah. So I still enjoy it very much. I think I watched it in library school. I had to read the book, the queen bees and wannabes. Have you read it, Liz? I actually haven't. I remember that it was based off of that. Mm -hmm. And I went to check it out at the library, actually. And then when I realized it was a self-help for parents, I was like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) This 16-year-old kid doesn't need a (laughs) self-help. Right. A lot of people thought that it had like a narrative, like this story. 
in my memory, it was more of like a sociological study of the roles teenage girls play in school. I looked into it. I think I was making it way more erudite than it was. I think it really was just like a self-help book that a journalist wrote. I don't think she was like credential or anything. She just wrote it. But um, that part where Tina Fey has them raise their hand if they've been bullied or at the, at the assembly, that was actually in the book. So that was the one thing I think that they translated into it. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like in your high school experiences that you had social hierarchies like this? Or do you feel like you ha- like played any of the roles that the girls played in Mean Girls? So yes, that I felt like there was cliques, but my school was an anomaly when it comes to high schools because it was a school specifically for students that were involved in the arts as well as academics. So we weren't really focused a lot on that type of behavior. And that behavior to me didn't become relevant until I went to college. Mm. And the first time I really experienced like really clicky behavior wasn't until I went to college. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And I felt like I actually reverted back to a high school experience in college mm. because I didn't have the typical high school experience. Can you think of anything that happened at college that was like a typical mean girlsy thing or like what kind of cliques existed there? I was in a sorority, so (laughs) (laughs) that right there alone just, you know, added that cliquish behavior. And even though you had the hierarchy of who's the president and secretary and all of the fundraising chairs and all the chairs below, you still had who was the most popular in your sorority. Mm. And I, to this day fear running into them in public oh, really? <laughs> yes because they were terrorizers or at mm, least that was my opinion of it but mm. then again I was 18 years old and yeah. my mind was still being formed and I feel like that also added to a lot of that high drama that was probably experienced being in that type of social situation mm. I, would I do it again no <laughs> <laughs> um, but then again I would not want to relive I don't think that age anymore. I'm happy I had it, but I don't want to be there anymore. Yeah. When I look back to what the high schoolers that I work with go through, mm-hmm. I'm like, no. When people <sighs> are like, oh, I'd love to go back to high school for a day. I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. I'm a hard Who is, what's so, I so bad? Said it. I'm like, were you cool in high school? Because yeah. why else would you want to go back? Now, I do have to say, I would go back to my high school, but I would go back because I loved my classes. Uh I loved the experience of learning with my classes. That might be why I ended up in school as long as I did. Mm -hmm. But there was such an emphasis on academia and the arts, Mm -hmm. and they really focused on honing in on your talents and making each child realize what those talents are, that I don't think there really was time for us to really even think about Sure. Clicks. I mean, I'm sure they existed, but it wasn't really something that I saw. The weirdest thing to me, though, is when people say that they were a mean girl in school. Probably. Yeah. I mean, there are some people who I have encountered who say, yeah, I was. And I I do think back on high school, and I think we all were probably unkind at some point in our adolescent years. Like that's, but to know that you were like a Regina George, (laughs) and Tina Fey said she was. I think in real life that she was a mean girl in school. And it's just so weird to be like, how are you an adult person? Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) How did they grow up and become like normal? How was your high school experience, Amanda? Did you recognize any of the cliques? Oh yeah. 
Um, yes. Um, we definitely had some mean girls. I don't know that I could look back and be like this one girl in particular was a queen bee, but there was definitely like a caste system I felt like in mm-hmm. high school and I was not at the top. Um, I was definitely above the bottom tier, but I was somewhere in the middle. I kind of hung out with the theater people. Um, I was one of those kids. I was, did you ever see election with um, Reese Witherspoon? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wasn't like that bad personality wise, but I was her in that I was in everything. I was in National Honor Society and I was the president of the drama club and I was in Spanish club and I was in superintendent's advisory council and I did sports. Like I was that person. I was so worried I wasn't going to be involved enough to get into college that I did everything. Mm. And I kind of wanted to sample everything, but it kind of then pushed me into that not cool class, which I was okay with. Honestly, I grew up with like really cool siblings. They were upper echelon and I was down here and I kind of knew my place from a young age because I just, I was the youngest. I wasn't cool. So I think it bothered me less because I was just like, I'm never going to be friends with these people. Yeah. That's the weird, maybe that's the weird thing for me Yeah, is when someone that I'm like friends with and appear with tells me that their role in high school was so different from mine. Mm-hmm. It's like, I would never have been friends with you then. Yeah. Because that caste system is so set in stone, yeah. it's like in the back of your brain and you just know like who's appropriate to be friends with. And <laughs> yes. just so creepy to think because nobody taught kids that. It's something yeah. that mm-hmm. just like happens. You learn how to like be. And like, I love the part where Regina George is talking about how she lives in like her bedroom used to be her parents' room, but she kicked him out. Like, <laughs> how do kids learn how to manipulate adults and, and like, you know what I mean? Oh, be, yeah that kind of force mm-hmm. and everything but high school <laughs> yuck not the best years of your life i'm reacting to the thing you said though about like keeping busy and i think liz you kind of yeah. said this too like in your school that you were encouraged to do things poor katie sh- would have liked to be on the mathletes mm-hmm. um or uh what was the other act oh well she hangs out with like the arty kids yeah. too which is like a very real truth like those kids will probably <laughs> accept you <laughs> but even the art kids said mathletes was social suicide they yeah. did Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> but it's such a good idea to just like join, be a joiner and mm-hmm. just do stuff that you like because then you don't have that time to worry about all that social stuff. What's the nerdiest thing you did in high school? Speaking of mathletes, <gasps> like a club or something. I was inquisible. <laughs> Olivia like went to put her hand over her mouth like she was ashamed for me. I wish there was video sometimes mm. of our interactions. Well, so please talking describe, about uncool things. Describe to our listeners what quiz bowl is. Um, it was kind of like Jeopardy where you just are literally answering questions, but against another team. So it's kind of like mathletes, mm-hmm. but just like general, like knowledge stuff, right? Like trivia questions. And you would have loved it. It's I trivia. would have loved it. Yeah. And I'm we were actually it. on, um, we were on public television once. Um, <laughs> out of the, we got to go, to, I know, right. We got to go to Flint and be on public television because mm. we made it to regionals or something. So top that. Uh, oh, I, I can't top that. It would probably be the Boy Scouts. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was in Girl Scouts for yeah. a long time. Because especially in the high school phase of it, you're doing more of the like social outreach and like leadership responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't so much the, oh, I'm going to go to shooting sports this weekend and learn to shoot a bow. It was, you know, what you know, volunteer things can you do on the, on the weekends? But and. It was a good time. Like it, it kept me out of trouble. Did you? I didn't ask you, Drew. Did you have a clicky experience in high school? I was very much at the bottom, but chose to be there. Mm. You know, we called ourselves the outcasts. We sat. We designated our own back table mm-hmm. area. We we were the art freaks and the theater kids and the stoners and all of it. Mm. Um, 
and we had our own social hierarchy within it. Like um, there was a very clear distinction of like the seniors adopting freshmen mm. and bringing them into the fold. So like we knew who belonged to each other. That's really, that is quickie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. I feel like the more that we talk about this, the more memories are coming back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There were actual clicks. I just don't think I ever really acknowledged them. You're a floater. But you are correct. Yeah. Like we did have like, yeah. who was the head of this? Because I was in um, our choir department. Mm-hmm. I was, a, and I remember who was the head of the choir and who was the head of show choir, who was the head of Carillon, which was the acapella women's group. And that was, that was me, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, you are correct. Like mm-hmm. even within the cliques, there was these little hierarchies. Yeah, Like I never considered myself a part of like the high school social structure. I, I never like figured out where I belonged on it. And for that reason, I, I call myself on the bottom, but like, I, I genuinely don't think I was considered Mm. in that like I wasn't really picked on or bullied no one referred to us as as the bottom feeders we just pulled ourselves out of it but even within that the same high school clicky dynamics existed yeah so why do you think the internet loves this movie so much it is so quotable it's mm-hmm. it's just everywhere online I think like what Drew said it's so quotable I'm thinking, like, as you said that, there's so mm-hmm. many lines that go through my head. Like, every Christmas, when I hear rocking around the Christmas mm-hmm. tree, I picture Gretchen Wiener kicking the boombox into that guy's <laughs> face, like forehead. Mm-hmm. And I just start smiling. And my husband, I'm like, what are you laughing at? I'm like, I'm thinking about that scene from Mean Girls. And he's just like, oh, I don't even know where you get that. I'm like, because it's the song. Yeah. It's the Christmas song. Um, I think it's so quotable. It's... Um, I think there's someone we all can all see ourselves in in that movie, whether it's like as an adult, you're like, yeah, I totally get the adult uh, perspective, maybe. Um, You know, there's like so many moments because it's like a Saturday Night Live cast, like where Mm -hmm. it's got Tina Fey, it's got um, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler. I think for a lot of people, too, like. Uh, that grew up watching Saturday Night Live. They're familiar faces. It's got a little of that Saturday Night Live flavor, humor to it. I think a lot of people feel comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's so many things that just, I, there's so many things mm-hmm. that are so right about that movie and so funny. I think that's why the internet loves it. I don't know. I don't really have a better explanation. Mm-hmm. I genuinely don't think you can go 30 seconds in that movie without finding a line that has been quoted and memed to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it is she just doesn't even everywhere. go here. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's my favorite. Like even even the tiny like you smell like a baby prostitute moments. <laughs> like, pure gold. Oh my god, <laughs> Danny. It aged. I love your word. <laughs> it aged so well. How old is that movie now? You said 2004, so almost 20 years old, and it's still yes. Mm-hmm. It's still so... In some ways. Yeah. It well. and, yeah, in some ways. In other ways, not so great. But, Why do you um, think it hasn't aged well? What are some things that you are like cringing at when you watch There are quite a few uses of the R slur. Oh, um, God, yeah. There, yeah. There's the casual... Um, the teacher making out with students that's, play, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. laughed about. Oh. Even at the assembly, I, I I shuddered when they talked about I have parents calling because they think that school shooting happened. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, that literally made me stop where I was in the middle of watching it and just be like, oh my oh. gosh, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they would even consider adding that line today. No, they wouldn't. I no. forgot about that when I watched it recently too. I was like, ooh, I didn't remember that in there. No, but 
because it wasn't as much of an epidemic in 24 in 2004. Well, yeah. I mean, it had been it, years. Yeah. I think Columbine was the last big shooting before then. And then, wow. Now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they would never say that. Yeah. I will keep you here all night. We can only keep them until 4.30. I will keep you here <laughs> until 4. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. Yeah, the casting's so great. Mm-hmm. He's so really great. Is. Amy Poehler is the mom, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Take <laughs> my best girlfriend. <laughs> Do these have alcohol in them? Oh, no. Gosh, honey, no. Did you want some? I could put a little bit in. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Her tracksuits, her pink tracksuits. Oh, my goodness. So um, a lot of my employees ask me um, recently because they've had their homecoming coming up. Mm -hmm. And they're like, what did you wear to your homecoming? First off, my school didn't have a homecoming because we didn't have a football team. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, we were nerds. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) But I told them that we had a coming home, which is (laughs) when the basketball team starts. So we just flipped it. Um, but we would talk about like, this is what we wore to prom. These are the outfits we wore to homecoming. And I always reference mean girls because that was our style. And a lot of my employees are very enthralled by that. They're like, oh my gosh. So y'all wore bright neon colors. You wore these really frou-frou dresses. Mm. And I'm like, yes, we did. Mm -hmm. And I still have it. And I'm excited to show you. (laughs) (laughs) But it, to me, is just a time vault. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. there's the elements of what we would not say to anymore. But I also look at it and I think this is also a good way to look at fashion and see how things do reoccur and how they do Mm -hmm. get brought back into the relevant point as of right now, too. Because I would never wear low-rise jeans, but they are back. Mm -hmm. And that (laughs) movie had so many women wearing low-rise jeans. And I was not a fan then. I'm not a fan now. It's such an interesting, like, why is it back? Nobody, I have never heard anybody be like, yeah, <laughs> I can get out my low-rise jeans again. Nobody asked for Corduroy this. and boot-cut pants. That's all I'm asking for. Boot-cut, yeah, you can get away with boot-cut now. And when, when did corduroy not be cool anymore? When that was corduroy like, cool? In the early 2000s. When it's I was true. In college. Was yeah. I had like a, a skirt from 2006, but you are talking oh. to somebody who did go to a nerd school, so maybe it never was. <laughs> I no, missed the Sarah. <laughs> no, yeah. It was when I was going to OU, so it was like 2001, 2002. Okay. Corduroy had its heyday. I was in middle school then, so it makes sense I missed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Kind of not that comfortable, though, corduroy. I love corduroy. Do you really? I'd wear them every day if I could find them. Oh, that's the problem. I was going to say, what? where's the insecurity? Just wear it, but you got to find it. you got to find the comfortable corduroys. It's nice when they get old and they get those weird rub spots, and you're just like, what? I didn't realize I rub couches that hard when I sit down. It's always like one side or one cheek has like a little rub zone. You're like, what's happening back there? Yeah, that reminds me of... Keep it PG, the- Drew. <laughs> I said nothing. You can't quote me. Another great moment is at the beginning when everyone's, all the different girls, I think it's all girls, are describing how they know, like, um, like what they know about Regina mm-hmm. George. And that scene is just so funny. Yeah. I hear her so hair is insured for $10,000. <laughs> <laughs> I heard she does car that, commercials in Japan. Right. That felt totally real. Yeah. Do you remember? Totally. Yes. What movie star I remember it was a thing that they were saying some movie star insured their butt. And that was like a big thing in the early Kim 2000s. Mm-hmm. After was the that photo in the early that like, broke the, the internet. Thing? Yes, the champagne bottle when it corked. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so like when I hear that, I always think like, oh my gosh, that's like that total real movie star thing of, I couldn't even remember who it was, obviously it didn't impact my life, but. That's fascinating though, because it is like being Mm -hmm. like movie stars. This just came to me, I don't know why this is still in my head, but in middle school, there was a boy that was like the it boy in middle school everybody was obsessed with him and i heard that somebody paid him ten dollars so she could wear his jacket all day with his name on it so she paid for the privilege to wear his jacket it was like a mo- like a movie star like just touching him was like this like so weird why do humans do that kids are so weird adults are weird adults too. are weird too adults we weird still too. do mm-hmm. that here's the thing i bet it was just a rumor and that rumor was probably started in the girls' bathroom, yeah. and everyone believed it. Because mm-hmm. yeah. we all believe those rumors when we're that age. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to the popular girl when I was in middle school, and there were so many rumors that spread about her just because she was popular. It's were like they we true? Like to have no. <laughs> but there was everything said about her. Totally. None of that. Reading stuff on the stalls in the bathroom and being like, oh my gosh, somebody would say like really mean stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. like, I wonder if that's true because it was usually, you know, so-and-so did certain things and you're like, oh my God, like who wrote that? And is that true? But yeah, it's that. Oh, high school. Yikes. (laughs) And the willies talking about these like flashback moments. I think we like to have other like we like to peer into other people's lives mm-hmm. we like mm-hmm. to have people we like to have our aspirational people because mm-hmm. it gives us something to like live and then we also like to peer into somebody else's lives to be like how are they living should i copy that should i avoid it at all costs especially mm-hmm. when you're in those formative years and you're trying to figure out like what kind of oh, person yeah. you're going to be mm-hmm. but i still think we do that with celebrities on oh, social yeah. media uh-huh. we're all still mm-hmm. shameless gossips yeah. totally very true <laughs> okay so originally I wonder what you all will make of this. Originally, the movie had an R rating. They were, when they first put it together, some of the jokes were more explicit, a little more American pie humor. But then um, they wanted it to be PG-13, so they took out some of the jokes. What do you think about that? I think it was the right call. I do too. I think it was the right call as well. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because I think that they knew that their target audience were going to be young adults. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if the young adults couldn't go to the theater because their parents were saying, no, it's R, they're not going to let them go. Yeah, I agree. And also American Pie came out in the 90s, correct? 97 or 98. It was my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And I do believe that there was already a transition of like cultural like expectations for TV and television and movies going into the early aughts. So I feel like they made the right call. Mm. That one was rated R when it came out, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Because yes. the pie part, I was like, oh, God. Among many I other saw things. That in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. There's so much not okay about that movie. I remember seeing that in the movie theater, American Pie, and I was raised, and my parents were very catholic and we weren't allowed to see rated our movies and all that kind of stuff until you were 17 and i remember watching that in the theater with my friends and we were laughing so hard i remember having this moment being like oh my god my mom would kill me if she knew i was watching this because there was just so much about it that was just funny but just not right (laughs) (laughs) that's what i think is amazing about mean girls though is that i feel like even when i was young i would have been fine watching it with Mm -hmm. my mom like there was nothing like those movies even like 10 things I hate about you, I'd be like weird watching. (laughs) So like middle schoolers probably could watch this, right? There's nothing. And yet it's like you continue. It's not like a middle school movie that you think is lame or dumb or boring when you're older, but you like continue to like it. That's special. 
Mm-hmm. I would be really interested to see what like an 18 year old thinks of it if they watched it for the first time today then mm. like didn't have it as a cultural touchstone and knew all, the, all of the lines from it because those are still everywhere mm-hmm. but like how much it still stuck with them or if they would you know, not be able to relate as much mm-hmm. I would be interested to know that I will tell you right now I told my employees that I was doing this today mm-hmm. and all of them who are under the age of 18 knew exactly what it was yes. and were super excited. And I have employees oh, cool. that are 15 and we're just like, oh my gosh, that's my favorite movie. I was just mm-hmm. watching it last night. Thank God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it is still very relevant. It is yeah. still part of the, I don't know the word for it right the now. Zeitgeist. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes. It is still part of the zeitgeist. That's encouraging. Yes. Yeah. I have a quote to read along those lines that I wonder what you make of. This is from the Hello Giggles website, the Zoe Deschanel thing. But I thought it was really smart. They had a really smart article on it. And this is their, um, one of the quotes. The genius of Mean Girls lies not only in how it addresses larger social issues, but for its unwavering stance that teen girls are hyper aware of the gender norms and cultural pressures informing their worlds. Do you think it's right? <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It's, um, I'm trying to put words on it because that feels correct to me. The word hyper aware was the thing that I thought it was that, because you could so easily do, um, a movie about a mean girl's click. And even the scene where the girls are standing in front of the mirror, commenting on their bodies and in turn says what they hate about it. And you're expected to participate. Um, there's this, you could make a movie just about like that. And like, mm-hmm. this is a little inside insight into <laughs> like, you know, the mean girls that you never got to hang out with because you weren't to work. Or whatever. And this is, but I think it's the awareness, yeah. like the girls, I'm also thinking of that scene where Janice right? mm-hmm. yes, yeah. uh, writes down on the board. How they're the, going to destroy Regina George. They're going to destroy her. It was truly done to be a social experiment. Mm. That's what well, it wasn't truly done, yeah. but that's what she originally intended for, you know, Katie to go into the click was this is a sh- social experiment. I mm-hmm. want you to, you know, go a part of this and, you know, observe mm-hmm. and become part of it, but don't be a part of it. Mm. Yeah. But when you hang around something too long yeah. or even for a, a little bit, you're going to pick up mannerisms. You're going to pick up, you know, the language you're going to pick up little mm-hmm tidbits that are just a part of that in general and i think back to when she's with janice and she's back at the store and she's only talking about regina george mm-hmm. yeah and she was just like yeah you've already told that story yeah and it's just because she's becoming consumed yes mm-hmm. so yeah. it may have been a hyper awareness at first but then she becomes an element of it as well yes. well the part that jumped out to me when you read that was the um your hair looks sexy pushback scene uh-huh. mm-hmm. not because of that line but because of katie's inner monologue like i know what regina's doing mm. she's doing this to push my buttons and if i were in the animal world i would attack her mm-hmm. but i'm in yeah. girl world so i have to play along yeah. And that the the voiceover of her through the whole movie is is the really hyper aware yeah. part of it to me is is not only that she's doing these things, but she knows that she has to. She knows why she has to. And she's someone who grew up in, in homeschooled in Africa. Like yeah. she's been exposed to this for six months at most. Right. So it's very clear that at least within the frame of the movie they're supposed to know exactly what's going on. Mm. 
Going back to the part where they're like picking apart their bodies in front of the mirror. Mm -hmm. um, I love that, you know, they're all doing it together and she not having grown up in like our kind of culture and growing up somewhere like in Africa where she, she didn't experience that. I think it's so funny. Like she doesn't, she's kind of looking at it and she doesn't know what to say. And her response is, Oh, I have really bad breath when I wake up sometimes. And it's just like, <laughs> and they're like, she, yeah. And it's so funny because it's like, she's so outside of our, culture and just the way that women are more, um, I don't want to say abusive, but almost like mentally abusive to the, to their bodies, especially when you're a teenager, it's like you pick yourself apart and, um, man, someone just posted something on Instagram yesterday and it showed all these covers from different magazines and like us and people and, um, where they were like picking apart all these famous women in bathing suits. And they're like, this is why, young girls grow up with these terrible senses of self-worth because look at the way we do it culturally. So I think it was that part. I always think about that when Katie doesn't know what to say because mm -hmm. she did, she's just not used to that. And then her first knee jerk response is, I have really bad breath when I wake up. It's like, yeah. okay, yeah, that's gross too. Like, woo. But yeah. Then everyone's like super grossed out because you can control that apparently, but you can't control your, I forget what they say, their hips or whatever. Right. Man They're shoulders. Like, man shoulders. Thank you. Socially acceptable ways of criticizing your body. And then yeah. it's like, it can be the things you can't control, but the things that you can control, apparently, right. you're not allowed to talk about. I, yeah, she does. She can't help it if she has halitosis. <laughs> hey. Just kidding. Jeez. Sorry, I've been trying to work that into the conversation. That <laughs> I know the word for bad. <laughs> so good. You're deeply impressed. This is Thank how you. Amanda does research for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Quiz bowl. <laughs> 1995. <laughs> yeah, how appealing to be outside of that. Like, when especially, I think that's probably a big part of the appeal of the lasting appeal of the movie is that she's like an investigative journalist. Mm -hmm. Like you say, Liz, she's outside of it and judging them from a distance. How do you think this movie compares to other female friendship movies? I'm thinking like Easy A. Drew mentioned Booksmart earlier. Um, I was surprised in my head. Easy A and Mean Girls were like the same year, but they were like six years apart. Mm -hmm. Again, the inappropriate relationship with the yeah. one teacher. Oh, I don't remember. I haven't oh, watched gross. Easy A It's long that time. guy from that wine movie with that uh, Paul Giamatti. Oh, gross. Thomas Christian Havenson was the guy. Yeah, but it, it was his wife. It was Lisa Kudrow who yeah. had the inappropriate yeah, relationship. Yeah, that's right. He was the good one. She Ew. was the bad one. Yeah, Phoebe. Phoebe Buffet making some bad choices. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other one you said? Book Smart? Yeah. What's that about? Oh, that just like, came out, man. Yeah, Booksmart. Yeah, it was like 2018. It was um, it so two list. girls who are like just before college who are trying to have the quintessential high school experiences before they I graduate. Watched that on a plane. I watched yes. that on a plane. <laughs> Get out! I was like, this looks like fun. That reminded me so much of my best friend and yeah. I in high school. Oh mm -hmm. my god, that is actually probably one of my other new favorite movies. Mm -hmm. It's a good movie. And I consider be. that a new one just because it is so rel like. Wait a second. That's like the opposite of super bad. It's like the girl version of yeah. super bad, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. And the girl version of American Pie. And yeah, there's that too. There are a lot of guy versions of that movie. And man, it took until 2018 for there to be a girl one. <laughs> yeah, like a buddy cop movie. But mm -hmm. it's too, yeah. I think, what was the question again with that? Um, how do you compare these to other kind of female friendship high school movies? You know, honestly, I'm going to go back to that just because I feel like those are all relevant. But I feel like besides Easy A, mm -hmm. super, not super bad. Um, Booksmart. Booksmart. Booksmart is actually almost like 
it's a positive female experiment experience. Yep. Mm-hmm. This one is a negative, yet it comes into a positive experience. Mm. Whereas I feel like a lot of the movies often had women hating women with each other and then like, you know, attacking other women in the element. But Mm -hmm. um, when I was choosing this one specifically, I was leaning between this and Legally Blonde because (laughs) I love Legally Blonde. I I love that too. (laughs) I I liked how at the end of the day, the women came together. Mm. Like the teenage women were, you know, actually wanting to support one another and not tear each other down. And I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of the movies of my teenage years didn't have that element. And it has really changed, I feel like, in the past 10 years. Um, and you see more movies coming out where it's actually like, you know what, we're not going to tear each other down. And if we do, we're going to turn it around and actually have them working together. Whereas mm-hmm. in my early teens, I feel like that wasn't the case at all. It was primarily like, we're, you're a woman, you're a woman. We're not going to like each other. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the first movies I remember where they're like, we're going to have that element, but at the end of the day, we're going to make them actually become friends or at least see that their differences aren't going to make the other person less than. Well, the first movie yeah. I came to my mind when you started describing it like that was Bring It On. Yeah. Another one from that mm. Legally Blonde era as well. Bring It On. Oh, That's I've a never great seen that example. One. They just had its like <sighs> I've never seen uh, anniversary of it coming yeah, out. I think 21st, 22nd. Yeah. I want to say, yeah, 2000s, yeah. Wow. yeah. What was that, Kirsten Dunst? Is that the cheerleader one? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've never seen Legally Blonde either. P.S. Oh, <gasps> no. You're welcome. That one is fantastic, and I'm it's scared. really just about a woman who is in a sorority, but it's a very positive experience in a sorority because they're all uplifting her, and they're making sure that she can reach her goals at the end of the day, and she's like, yes, I'm going to law school, and they're like, yes, you are. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she's like, yes, I'm going to graduate with honors, and they're like, yes, you are. <laughs> they're so uplifting. Mm-hmm. Supportive. Yeah. The other one you were going to pick was Spice World, which was another one where that was like right. a... <laughs> is that the Spice Girls Oh, movie? I was actually thinking not Spice World, but Spice Girls, like the actual CDs. Oh, the CD? Oh, um, okay. Because <laughs> I know every single song but and that's <laughs> play them to my... Still another girl power one that, where it's mm-hmm. like girls yeah. and... Wait, did, I'm sorry not to interrupt. Did Spice World have like a plot? <laughs> no. I thought, no, I thought it was a documentary like that followed the band when it came out, so I just never... I don't. I, I think it had a plot. It does have a plot. Yeah, yeah it's like a movie movie. It was, it was a real movie. It's been a long time heck? since I've seen it, yes. so now I'm doubting myself. What year did that like, come out? That was late uh, 90s, 98, right? Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, like my senior year again. Okay. So I think, I don't remember the plot itself anymore because it's been so long since I've seen it, but I do remember they had such a hard time getting funding for it that there are <laughs> there are um, advertisements throughout the entire movie. That's so amazing. they're like holding a Coca-Cola can. There's Adidas. There's Nike. There's like all of these different... What happened in the late 90s, early 2000s with all the famous, the musicians started acting all of a sudden. So there was that. There was, um, what's the one with Britney Spears, Crossroads? Oh, oh yes. Oh, oh, Mandy Moore, where she's in that Nicholas Sparks one, where she's mm-hmm. the, yes. with the guy. Walk to the, Remember? Yes, Walk to Remember. I mean, even NSYNC did an appearance, was it in... Um, as like the valet parkers, I think, and I just remember seeing Lance Bass um, and Justin Timberlake. Well, that was the start parkers. of Justin because he was in uh, Model Behavior. In yeah, the it 90s. was. Yeah, was a Black, Disney what Channel. Was that Black, Black Mambo. What was that one he was in? Well, they, why did I bring up Spice Girls? Oh, because we were talking about like <laughs> oh, yeah. girls supporting each other yes. and stuff. And uh, yeah, Spice Girls definitely was a girl supporting mm-hmm. each other band. Do you have a favorite scene? I don't know if I have a favorite scene. Yeah. Just because the the entire movie is is watched in this state of 
you know, I, I recognize this, I recognize this. Where ev- again, every 30 seconds, there's something mm-hmm. that I'm going to touch back to mm-hmm. that I don't think there's a single point that I'm looking forward to in watching it. Or like a scene that I'd go back and rewatch. If I wanted, I'd just watch the movie. Mm. I'm just going through each scene in my head. And I love when the parents are looking over her and they're like, do you have your lunch? Do you have your backpack? Are you ready? And it's just like picture day. And they're doing those really cute photos of young Lindsay Lohan before Mm -hmm. now. And Mm -hmm. then you also go into her walking through the school. And then when she goes to Regina George's house and her little sister is dancing to (laughs) MTV's beach parties Mm -hmm. that used to be such a huge part of like, you know, all of our lives when we would come home and just turn on the TV and just have it on as background noise. You know, that was such a smart way to nod to how early it starts too. that. Mm -hmm. She's like so little. She is. And she's already shaking her hips and, Flashing the camera to the girls go wild commercial. Oh my god! Do you remember when those were on all the time in late night TV? Sure do. Yes. Gross. (laughs) Kevin Apore, his rap. She is silent when I sneak in your door. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin. Thank you. Can you do the whole rap? Yes. I knew it. You can? Yes. Yay. I I follow him on Instagram just because I have to see like a little bit of his element all the time. I'm like, you are so great. He's amazing. Has he been in something recently? No. No. um, I think his most recent thing was a documentary that he did about him trying to be the lead in Life of Pi and not getting the role. (laughs) And he made a whole documentary about it. Amazing. He has a production company, right? I think so. Yeah, I think he has a production company and he sends out like, you know, that documentary, but he does a lot of things like that. That's awesome. He sounds like a fun person. Yeah. I definitely hang out with him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite scene? I would say maybe when they're in the gym at the end, trying to learn how to be kind to each other and build their self-esteem or whatever. And um, why can't I think of the main guy's name? Damien. Damien. Thank you. Um, when Damien's sitting with all the girls and he's got his hood up and he's got sunglasses on trying to blend in with all the girls in their class. And... <laughs> You know, they go up on the stage and they're doing that. Say something about a time you hurt somebody else and the one girl stands up and she's like, oh, I just wish it could be, you know, like rainbows and unicorns. And she starts crying. And then Damien from the back's like, she doesn't even go here. And then, you know, I think it's Mm -hmm. Tina Fey looks at her and she's like, do you even go here? And she's like, no, I just have a lot of feelings. (laughs) (laughs) I think about that a lot, unfortunately. That takes up a lot of space in my head, that whole scene. And I love it. I love it. It lives, what do they say, rent free Mm -hmm. in my brain. I'd um, forgotten until last night how iconic the rest of those model, those like little notes were. Yes. The, um, I don't hate you because you're fat. You're fat because I hate you. <laughs> that is so good. Oh There's my so gosh. many good lines from that scene. Um, so that's, that's probably the one that I think about the most. Yeah. yeah. I would like to say that I think it was Lauren Michaels, who was the director. And he's yeah. also directed like a lot of the television shows that became like a super famous afterwards mm-hmm. too. So yeah. I feel like he himself is just a, He's a good phenomenal. Vision. Yeah. yeah. Who who wrote the screenplay from the kind of based on the book? Was it Tina Fey? Mm-hmm. I think she so. Yeah. Did? Yeah. Yeah. Good for her. And she also did the book for the musical. 
Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Did anyone else ever read Bossy Pants by Tina Fish? I loved yep. it. Or listen to it? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's but. smart. But she was a mean girl in school. She now was. I'm always going to think about that. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right, I wonder if it was in Bossy Pants and I just completely just blacked yeah, it out. I and know. I was like, I'm not going to remember you that way. <laughs> <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> I know. You wear glasses. How can you be mean? <laughs> I thought you were a nerd. I take that back. I wear glasses and I can be mean. So <laughs> Now we see. I have never been unkind a day in my life. <laughs> do you think Katie likes anybody in the book or in the movie? What do you mean? Like any of the other girls? Yeah. Like she's obsessed with Regina. That's not really liking. Do you think she genuinely has like a little, like a fondness for anybody? I think she feels bad for the other two. Yeah. yeah in, in the like clique, especially I, think I was going to say within yeah. the clique. Yeah. Just yeah. any character in it at all. I think she liked Janice. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, think I she, do yeah. too. I think she had a genuine like want to have as a friend, you yeah. know, with Janice. Because well, yeah, when everything fell apart with that, when you know, Janice shows up at the party that she wasn't invited to and throws the painting at her. I don't think Katie had realized until that moment, like how far she drifted into mm. Mean Girl territory, mm-hmm. and like still thought of herself as a part of Janice and Damien, and that she was doing this with them. Mm-hmm. And I, I think she did genuinely like them. She just fell from it for the mission. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she got <laughs> she sucked got into the sucked cult. Into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's culty mentality. Yeah. When we were originally scheduling this, I was wondering if it was going to be on a Wednesday, if we were going to have to wear pink. I brought. I was ready. <laughs> we were a day off in so many mm-hmm. different ways. We really were. It's okay. I forgive <laughs> you. Okay. We're both a day too late and a day too early. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. I'm wearing my ponytail just today, though. Oh, good. Yeah. But you're right. She doesn't have, like, Regina doesn't have, like, a horrible fall from grace. I mean, she kind of, she literally she gets hit, hit by, by a bus. bus. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't but that's not, it's not like they all banded together to, like, get revenge on her or something. It just, that was just And it an still comes back on Katie because then everyone's, like, gossiping about her. Like, yeah. oh, I, I voted for her because I heard she pushed her. You know, and it's just, yeah. like. Cause I, I will know. say I love where they ended all of the girls. Yeah. Like, Regina being the lacrosse baddie. Yeah, yes. and just channeling all of her everything into that because they aren't afraid of her. I loved yes. that, yep. and then she like smacks the woman with her <laughs> yep. elbow right in the face. I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> how is that not a foul? Yep. I don't know. I never played lacrosse. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're allowed to hit people in the face with the sticks. I don't think it was a stick. I think it was her elbow. <laughs> it was right. her elbow. Yeah. All right. Any final things before we get into our read likes? All right, Mana, do you have any read likes? I do. Um... I think many of these are YA. There might be one adult one on here. Um, so Pretty Little, Pretty Little Liars by Sarah Shepard. That's kind of from that time period, too, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Getting Revenge on Lauren Wood by Eileen Cook. Boys, Girls, and Other Hazardous Material by Rosalind Wiseman. Some Girls Are by Courtney Summers. And this is an adult book, but Pretty Things, a novel by Janelle Brown. Hmm. Those are the ones I brought to the table today. Yeah, I brought a couple too. I have um, any of Meg Abbott's books. That would be good. I read Dare Me, which is about a cheerleading team. But um, she also, I think she has one about gymnasts too. And it has just the same themes. Hers are more like suspense thrillers. They're not like the comedy that um, this movie is. But they have that sort of like social hierarchy with uh, high school girls. And then Before I Fall by Lauren Oliver, which is one of my favorite books, I read it as an adult. It's a YA book, um, but it's like a Groundhog's Day for 
teen it girl clicks. Did you read that, Laura, that one? Oh, you'd like it. Yeah. So it has a little bit of like a supernatural thing to it, but not really. It's mostly just feeling this like girl gets up and has to relive the same day over and over and over. And then um, the book that it's based off of is Queen Bees and Wannabes, Helping Your Daughter Survive Clicks, Gossip, Boyfriends, and the New Realities of the Girl World by Rosalind Wiseman. And that was published in 2002. So that was pretty quickly after that yeah. that they made the movie. Mm-hmm. So that's it. Liz, do you want to talk about, do you have any books you want to share? And do you want to talk about Big B? Um, for books, I honestly, I didn't have any that were like relevant to this, but I... I'm Are currently, you reading anything? Yes, I am right now. I'm reading The City of Girls by, I cannot think of the author for the life of oh. me, Elizabeth Gilbert. Elizabeth mm-hmm. Gilbert. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, huge fan of Big Magic, creating Creative Living Beyond Fear that That's she also great. wrote. That's something I actually probably read about once a year, mm-hmm. just because I feel like it's a good way of reminding yourself that you can't let go of your own dreams, especially because we're adults, and I think sometimes we get a little derailed from our dreams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure. Um, but The City of Girls is really good. It's not what I expected. So that's a novel, right? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, That's a good way to explain it. Yeah. It's not what I expected. Yeah. And I will say if somebody is um, not a fan of laughs and sensuality, (laughs) yeah, I would not read it. I not a fan of what? Sensual behavior. I'm just going to put it that way. Because okay. there's a lot more of that that I expect than, than I <laughs> had ever anticipated for that there's read. Some steamy times. Somebody recommended it to my mom, who was super Catholic, and she was like, oh, I'm going to start this. And I had just finished it or was at that part of the book. I can't remember. And I'm like, that's, nope, put it yeah. down. That's <laughs> 100% yes. not for you. And she's like, why? I'm like, it's pretty colorful, mom. She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's a lot of sex in it. She's like, okay, I will be, yeah, I'm yeah. good with that. And I was like, okay, there we go. Moving and on. Yes. But it's a good book. It's it is really a good, good book. book. I mean, despite those moments, yeah. I wasn't in t- expecting those. I really yes. have enjoyed everything else. There's a lot of historical elements to it yes. that I have really enjoyed. And yeah. I'm, I'm almost done. I can't wait to see what happens. Good. <laughs> um, Big B. So I am the owner of the Big B franchise in Troy. And okay, cool. we are just over a year old. And we are getting a drive through. <gasps> yes. yes. Are you, what look? What um, are you the one off of? Is off it? of Rochester Road and Eighteen Mile Road. Okay. And we're right by the Secretary of State, so yeah. we're very close. It was only less than a five minute drive. I always forget how close you all are. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, so, but nice. I love my job. <laughs> thank you so much, Liz. You're thank so you, welcome, Liz. and thank you. Thank this you is, for um, picking such a fun one. Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh, I have to rewatch Mean Girls. I haven't left oh, no. this much in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just come to Big Bay. We're laughing at all. Thank you for listening to The Books We Loved, a podcast through the Troy Public Library. You can find more information about the books and library services we mentioned in the show on our website at troypl.org podcast. If you would like to suggest a topic for future discussion, please email us at podcast at troypl.org. Thank you for listening and happy reading.